0: Have you ever walked into a gathering and thought, oh my goodness, if you didn't just say that, I would have never noticed... Today we are going to be talking about exactly that. We are going to be talking about phrases that we say and people in the hospitality space say that sabotage events without us even realizing it's doing so. Talking about the phrases not to say and then also the phrases that we should say instead. We are going to work on how to set our guests' attention on the places that we want them to rest on for the rest of the gathering. Welcome to Making Room, a podcast by Gather Intentional Living and Everyday Hospitality. Listen, we understand that the way that our culture often portrays hospitality is unattainable, and sometimes even just the thought of opening your door is crippling. Join us in the pursuit to bringing beauty, meaning, and celebration back to the everyday gathering. Go ahead, take your seat. We saved one just for you. Okay, so this past week on our Instagram page, if you don't follow us, we'd love to see you there at Gather Intentional Living. We did a quick reel on the statements that hosts commonly say that bring events to the ground. And I really just intended it to be this kind of like quick few second video, but it got so much engagement, meaning that there were so many of you commenting saying, I do this or messaging saying, okay, this is great, but kind of where do we go from here? And so I wanted to bring it on the podcast to kind of expand it into a bigger dialogue. So let's start in the beginning. Um, what is sabotage? So I probably should have looked up the real definition, but when I'm talking sabotage, what I mean is something that we do to bring an event or bring something down to kind of like discredit it or to almost like bring it to flames when really it wouldn't have gone to flames on its own. I actually like that definition. Maybe I should add that to like Urban Dictionary or something. But so um, let me just repeat that. So it's bringing something to flames that wouldn't bring it like self-inflicting it. So bringing something to flames ourselves that wouldn't have gone up in flames on its own. So What does this look like in the context that we're talking about today? So I want you to picture this. Your guests walk in the house, and um, it's kind of like a fresh experience for them. And they're relying on you as the host, as the leader of the event, to set their experience. So with that, your words really matter. So when they're first walking in, the way that you are greeting them and interacting with them is actually setting where their heart rests, meaning how comfortable or uncomfortable they feel, where their eyes rest, where they're looking, what they um, what they focus on, what they pay attention to. And so this is not meant to be a pressure. It's just meant to open your eyes that when you're interacting with guests as they're walking into your home, you have some element of control over their experience. So here's what happens. Life gets really busy. I don't have kids yet, but I'm sure like kids are making a mess with the toys. Dinner didn't turn out the way it's supposed to. House isn't organized like your new friend or something like that. Life happens, right? And so we are very aware of what culture says about hospitality. We're very aware of how other people are living. We're very aware of magazines and Pinterest and Instagram. And all of these things spark a sense of insecurity in us because we think that everyone else is expecting the same of us. So to bring some kind of relief to this feeling of insecurity or inadequacy or disqualifying ourselves, is we very quickly go to apologies to kind of accomplish the goal of what we think is going to hide the insecurity. So I am sorry for, excuse the, pay no attention to, I know I'm not, but I should have, would have, could have, all of those things. So, we very quickly resort to that to what we think, like we said, is going to cover up those things. But instead, I want you to picture a situation, and maybe you can't think of one, but I'm sure you can imagine it, where someone has said this, and your eyes, I am almost picturing like a robot scene in a movie, like the robot's neck jolts to look at, or, you know, or a person for that matter, whatever um, is being talked about. Okay. So, a host says, excuse the kid's mess, and all of a sudden your eyes go over there and it's almost like a a ray from heaven is kind of shining down and highlighting it. Um, And they might have never even noticed it otherwise. So let's recap that for just a second. We feel insecurities because of what we've seen or what we feel we should be. And so when we don't meet that when there are insecurities present we want to like overcompensate or hide them by apologizing to our guests or by saying I I guess it's generally apology statements, but really in turn, that is setting our guests' experience by providing a hyper-focus on them. Now let's talk through um, what some of these look like, the common ones that I've heard come out of my own mouth, the ones that I commonly hear in movies, uh, in my own life, just in my experiences, and the ways that we can rephrase them to give our guests a different experience. I want to also highlight Um, I know there are people that have a lot of hospitality and security. It's very real. And I think that culture says that we need to be insecure about everything at our gatherings. Um, it breaks my heart, but I get it. It's the reality. Um, and so there are people that all night long are saying, I'm sorry for the food. I'm sorry for the cleanliness. I'm sorry, 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 sorry. And at the end of the night, your guests are like, Oh my gosh, is there anything I was supposed to celebrate? Is there anything that I was supposed to enjoy? Is there anything that was, you know, you could picture it. So let's let's see how reframing these is going to lift our guest gaze up, set their hearts on celebration, and give them an attitude of grace as you yourself give an attitude, give yourself an attitude of grace. So, So here's the reality. We could break this down into 500 possible scenarios because all of our lives are so different. Our circumstances are different, but we're going to focus on the main ones today. So let's start with food. Um, One thing I see people commonly um, feeling bad for is takeout, and I have heard it said, "Oh, I'm so sorry. We're only having pizza. I'm so sorry. We're getting takeout." And I think like busy parents or you know working people, whatever. This is very common, and the I wanna give you, I wanna affirm something in you. The beauty is that you're gathering people. That's always our goal. Your goal should always just be doing whatever it takes to get people around the table in community perfection aside. And so really, it's nothing to apologize for. And so the way that you could reframe it is, I am so excited to be sharing a meal with you guys. I'm so glad we're here in the middle of a busy week, even. I'm so thankful that we could just sit and enjoy time together. That takes the attention off of the thing, uh, the takeout and totally reframes it to give more of a focus to the time of celebration and gathering together. Now let's talk about when your food is too salty, undersalted, burnt. Oh goodness, I'm just getting a pit in my stomach talking about all those situations because I've been there more, than, more times than I like to admit. But, you know, you have a few options. You could serve it if it's edible, you know that. You could throw it away if it's not. But I would point attention to the parts of the meal that you are excited about and that you do feel good about like oh my gosh this chicken recipe was my grandpa's I'm so excited to share it with you I think that you're really going to enjoy it or you could provide some kind of serving suggestion so let's say something was under salted you could say um, you know this salad I think would be really good if you like things salty here's the salt shaker you could add a little bit more if you would enjoy that or I think that um, a little extra parmesan cheese would be really good on that I have Absolutely pulled that on dishes I don't like. I'm like, hey, you're you're probably gonna want to chop that with some parmesan cheese. But then instead of putting attention, like, guys, there's nothing worse than being told, oh, I don't think that's gonna be good. Because you are a guest at a dinner that's probably hungry, and you don't want to anticipate before you even put it in your mouth that it's gonna be bad. But instead if your guests know, oh, I might need to add a little extra salt, or a little Parmesan cheese could be good on that. It's a different experience when they're going to take the first bite because they know that something else might make it taste a little bit better. But you're pretty confident that's going to be okay. Um, now, I want to put you know put you in the scenario of something like burning um, or. You know, a recipe really going south, and you need to order takeout last minute, or you need to pull something out of the freezer. Um, Giving yourself kind of the room to experience that that human situation and saying, "Oh my gosh, I can't believe this happened. How funny is this? I'm going to put out some appetizers, and we're going to wait. You know, just a few minutes for the takeout to get here, and then we'll be able to sit down." So by rephrasing that situation in that light, you are guiding your guests who are probably hungry just like you are to be a little bit more patient and to experience the humanness instead of the failure. So there are just a few suggestions for food. Now I want to talk about the kids. So now I get it. I've been in a lot of different homes with a lot of different kids. I can remember my own childhood, and I'm not bashing parents, nothing. I get it. There's so much grace. Life is really crazy, and kids could be crazy too. So um, one of the big things that I hear parents say is, excuse the toys everywhere. And that is one of the biggest things where as a guest in someone's home, I'm thinking, okay, this, you know, this family has kids or the kids are being so creative and playing or, you know, whatever it is that I wouldn't have even seen it as a problem until it was framed to me as a problem. And so the way to go about saying that is the kids have been so creative all day. They've been so good at letting me set up for you. Look at what they made with their Legos (laughs) now. We've also all been in a situation where someone gets to the house and the kids are crazy off the walls, right? It happens. And as a kid, I can remember just like different dynamics and it just felt like the the air shift in the room when we would have guests over. And so instead of apologizing for the kid's behavior and kind of framing your kid as a little brat or a little booger or whatever, you know, um, you want to frame them as something a little bit more like respectful and someone... You know, your child is a guest that you're gathering too and belongs, you know, um, requires dignity at the table and deserves dignity at the table. And so for you to say, oh my gosh, little Johnny was so excited for you to come all day. He was waiting by the door and couldn't wait for you to pull in. And as soon as you pulled in, he just got so excited. Or, you know, she has been looking forward to you coming all week. She's so glad you're here. She has been talking about you know, sharing this cake with you that she was so excited to make. Now, this really frames your kid in a new light, and I think that, um, again, I do not have kids yet. I want to emphasize that, Um, and so I'm sure it is harder than I'm making it sound, but Your kids um, are going to remember hospitality experiences through your lens. So the more that you involve them in the emotional part of the experience, the details, and that you give them dignity at the table, they're going to remember that. And so if you're saying, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry for them, they're going to be very uncomfortable with hospitality as the years go on. So there are a few situations with kids and with food that we talked about. And now let's talk about cleanliness. Now, I want to start by saying we are big advocates for having systems in your house in place before you even have guests over. So organization systems that you create on a down day or cleaning systems that you kind of do throughout the week before you even find out you have guests over. We do believe that there is a space for cleanliness and that cleanliness does make your guests feel more comfortable. However, we know that life happens. Like right now, I'm looking at a pile of dirty dishes in my, you know, in my kitchen And my floor has not been vacuumed in a little while. We've been there. And I would rather you have guests over in those situations than not because of the truth that we say time and time again, that your table... Your table, that physical space right there and what happens around it has the power to change lives more than any other detail in your house, okay? So please hear me when I say that. And so cleanliness is always a goal, but the reality of life is that living an open-door lifestyle and everyday hospitality sometimes means that things aren't as clean as we like. So instead of apologizing for those things, what I would recommend is either steering your guests' attention to an area of the house that you do feel a little bit more confident in. Say that your sunroom or your porch or your living room is a little bit cleaner than other rooms. You could say, hey, so glad you're here. Let's go ahead and set up camp in the living room. Then your guests are focusing attention there. Or you could say, I am just kind of like we were talking about with one of the food examples. I am just so glad that you're here and that we get to spend time together. And you are kind of lifting spirits and setting a focus on the time together and what you're going to be doing. Like, I'm so excited to just sit back tonight, kick our feet up and have some wine and cheese. Again, setting that focus is going to take a little bit less attention to um, any of the surrounding (laughs) situations. Another thing that you can say is, say the bathroom in, is in pretty rough shape, or the kitchen is, instead of saying, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry it's a mess, you can't find every, anything, everything is running out, blah, 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 <laughs> you could say, hey, if you need anything, let me know, the toilet paper is under the sink, Anything you might need is in the medicine cabinet, over the toilet. Whatever you need to say is that if guests feel uncomfortable, if things have run out, if you needed to restock the toilet paper or the paper towels, you could just tell guests where they are so they feel empowered and able to help instead of focusing on the frustration maybe of, um, you know, the tone of the situation. Now, another thing that I hear very commonly is, I know I'm not Martha Stewart, but I know I'm not Joanna Gaines, but... Those situations give you, take away any credit that you deserve. Now let me tell you something, I'm so glad you're not Martha Stewart, I am so glad that you're not Joanna Gaines, and even as I dream and talk about where I want to head with this business, I never want to catch myself saying, oh I wish I was the next whoever, whoever the person is, because each of us brings such a unique element to the table through our culture, through our worldview, through our life experiences. And so I'm so glad you're not them. Now, hear me. I know what you're saying if you find yourself saying that, that you wish maybe you were a little bit more creative or had more attention to detail or cooking or whatever it is. But instead of saying, I'm sorry, I'm no, or I wish I was more like... Focus on the things that you did do. Like, oh my gosh, I found these super cute plates at Target. I am was really excited to use them tonight. Aren't they Aren't they awesome? I found them in this section. Or I really love these flowers. So guys, even if you just have cute plates and flowers and that's all you were able to do, bring attention to them with pride. Like, oh, I love finding these. I was at the grocery store. They were at the end aisle. They were five bucks. Aren't they cute? Or whatever. You guys hear me. Give yourself credit where credit is due. Um... And highlight the experience that you did create, okay? Because decor, design, all of those things have their place. You know that. We teach it. But it is more important, again, that you are just having people over. And I don't want you to compare yourself. I want you to be you. Because the more that you allow yourself to just be present in this situation, the more connections going to happen. The more you try to be something that isn't, um, the more unrelatable you become. And so own the humanness of the moment, own the celebration, highlight the things that you were able to do, and enjoy that time with your guests. Really, we could spend a whole hour just going through a list of a thousand different ways (laughs) to phrase these comments, but I just want to encourage you today that so often we find ourselves apologizing and pointing attention to things that don't deserve our attention and we leave our gatherings thinking, oh my gosh, that was kind of melancholy, or oh my gosh, we didn't really end up celebrating, the conversation was awkward, and we don't even realize that through the words that we're saying and the phrases that we so freely say in our hospitality are bringing the event to the ground and kind of bringing a wet blanket over the event when it doesn't have to be that way. Now, there are times in our hospitality where we do we really do need to give an apology, and I do wish that we would give certain apologies more freely. For example, if you hurt someone's feeling, maybe in a text before the event, you said something that you shouldn't have, and when they come to your house, you say, I am so sorry for the way that I communicated. Can we switch gears for tonight? Like, do you forgive me? Can we kind of switch, you know, switch focus and celebrate? Things like that are different. Or if you hurt someone, said something that you shouldn't, or... Maybe, for example, um, you forgot that they had a food allergy and you made something that night that uh, there's nothing for them to eat. You can apologize for things that will bring a mend to the event. So anything that will heal and restore, apologize for. But anything that will set attention to an insecurity, um, those are the things that we are wanting to avoid for this type of conversation and the focus for this event. Oh, well, I hope that today was helpful and that this gives you some tools just for your toolbox as you invite guests over. We say this time and time again, kind of this mantra, and you could even repeat it to yourself if you need to, but you are ready. You are capable. You are a good host. I just want to speak that over you today as you go out after this episode to invite people in and to fill your table. So be sure to continue this conversation on our reel on Instagram. Message us, let us know what you think and ultimately if there is an episode that you listen to and love, it would mean so much to us for you to share it to your stories and tag us, for you to share it with other people and to subscribe and leave a review. It means so much in this podcast space. You probably hear it time and time again, but it is so true. We would love to expand this community and get this message out further and wider well i hope that you have a wonderful rest of the day and it is kind of like the middle of summer here so be sure to get out enjoy the sunshine and soak up the beauty of the season thanks guys see you next week This episode is brought to you by the Hospitality Academy, which is hosted by yours truly, hospitality educator, Katie Helgerson. In this academy with three new workshops launching every month, you can improve on your skills in food styling, organizing your space, cooking three course meals, or even cake decorating everything you need to feel more confident with Everyday Hospitality. In these creative, unique experiences taught by experts in the field, from Dina Gonzardalicia, Meat Method, and myself, you will be able to pause, rewind, and reference all of these workshops whenever you need them in your Everyday Hospitality. Visit the Academy and all of the workshops at hospitalityacademy.com. And Academy is spelt with an I-E instead of a Y, so make sure to keep that in mind. You have the option to buy classes individually or as a membership, which gives you instant access to all of the classes in the database and all of the classes that come out each month. We know that these classes are great for you to take by yourself or even with a group of friends and family to feel confident and ready for everyday hospitality.